Hello and welcome to Join Java, biblical discussions to fuel your faith. I'm Pastor Brian, and once again I'm here with Pastor Kristen All, and together we are Pursuit Friends Network of House Churches, and that is a mouthful, but we love it. And we're glad to be with you again for another episode of Join Java. We are in the book of Ephesians and loving that as well. And we are excited just to give you a heads up of where we're headed. We are going to be today in Ephesians 1, 15 through the end of the chapter into chapter 2 and verse 10. So if you want to grab your Bibles and get to that or open up your Bible app on your phone and scroll there, Ephesians 1, 15 is where we're going to start. But before we do that, Let's catch up a little bit, Kristen. How's it going? It is going well. I have successfully cleared enough space, just enough to put down my podcast notes because I am up to my eyeballs in papers because <laughs> <laughs> I have my final paper due for my leadership course. Literally, I've got the computer like uh, it's propped up on my bird theology book that I'm nice. using and I've got nice. my leadership books here. I have notes everywhere, post-its. It's a chaotic mess yes so i'm uh, i'm in the final stretch though so that is really cool good luck you can do it yeah. <laughs> thank Work you hard. i had a bad i had a bad moment yesterday um i did my friend was teasing me that i am my own worst enemy because i tend to overthink which is completely true and she she <laughs> rightly called me out on it joe came home from work and he came up to my office and he said you have a clean whiteboard and I had this moment of, I think I need to start over. And I had just cleaned the whiteboard off. I've already uh, written like 20% of the paper, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's rough, but still. Yeah. And and it, I think it was the Holy Spirit who sent my husband up here because I was like, yes, I do. And then I thought, right next to the clean whiteboard is the whiteboard that I've already mapped out the paper on that I've started to write. Put down the marker and go back to the typewriter. So anyway, <laughs> like walk away, walk away. It's like this is not like your magnum opus. Just write a paper, right? <laughs> I would watch a reality TV show based around your and Joe's life together. I just want to say that I would. I don't think it would be that interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. I think a lot of people are like are pissed. Hey, you should do a reality show, and they're like, "What?" And then they do, and it's a big hit. At least that's how I think it goes in my head. At least so, uh, I would watch the Joe. You go first. You... <laughs> These are the days of of the alls. I don't know. That's a terrible uh, idea. For I have me, one but... of my one of my great friends. We laugh that her life is a reality show because she um, she and her husband own their own business. They own a lot of rental properties. So there is always we're like, what's the latest episode? What <laughs> crazy thing has happened recently? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know it's who fantastic. you're talking about. I know, I know you do. About. I know you do. Yeah. All yeah, right, yeah. so uh, that would they would be great. That oh, would one be... of my favorite episodes for them <laughs> was they got one of their box trucks for their business got stuck under the bridge, a railroad bridge in Hudson, where you got go down real oh, deep because no. the the sign had got marked uh, like knocked off, and so this poor guy gets the box truck wedged under the bridge. Then they find out that like the some kind of mail train goes over it, and they're going to charge them by the hour that they can't use the. <laughs> mm. 
But it was, uh, I felt so bad for that poor guy. Anyway, wow. so that you was know, one of my need, favorite episodes. We need a sponsor so. for the podcast. We need to reach I, I, out to who we're talking about. I'm going to talk just... to, I actually, I'm seeing her tomorrow night. The secret, hey, the secret right. uh, owner. We yes. love you guys. We love you guys so much here at Joy and Java and at Pursuit Friends Church. You're just the best. So... <laughs> I'll let her know. I'm Um, sure that our vast listenership would flock to support their business if they advertised with us. Absolutely. 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 Yes. What about you, Brian? I'm (laughs) I'm having a good week, but it is going by so slow. Like, really slow. And it's (laughs) it's just, you know, I don't know. It's just, just taking forever to get through the week. And and I guess it's good because maybe that means the Lord's trying to show me I do actually have time to get stuff done and there are things I need to be focusing on and um, quit worrying about how slow the time is. It's an act of God in my life to, you know, I don't know. I might be overthinking it, but it's... <laughs> Dude, well, here's how you know. Have you just cleaned off a whiteboard? No, but I <laughs> did deaf, work on a deaf. schedule. I got a <laughs> schedule done through August and uh, mapped out our Ephesian study for us. If so, it's the first time, you're okay. It's when you're redoing it that yeah. you might, you know, that's the warning sign, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> it's it's a good, I can't complain really. So getting some stuff done, getting ready for pastor's conference this next week, Kristen. Yeah. I'm so excited about heading down, down to Williamsburg and being with a bunch of other men and women who serve the Lord uh, in ministry and uh, learning and fellowshipping and worshiping together and encouraging each other. It's going to be really good. Um, Yeah, looking forward to it. Pray for us, guys, as we head down there with other pastors from all over the eastern United States and uh, do that thing together. So. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and uh, I think Kristen. With that being said, let's let's just dive in. Um, I think that's a great this. idea. And by diving in, I mean why don't you give us just a quick recap of of where we've been for the sake of perhaps someone's listening to this for the first time or just needs refreshed um, in this. So would you mind? Absolutely. No, I would not mind at all. So uh, we're, we're so in the polite today. It's I know we're very ridiculous. polite. <laughs> <laughs> It'll Knock probably it wear off. off, right? Yeah, right. It'll wear <laughs> off. Don't worry. Don't worry. We must be tired. Um, yeah, no, Ephesians, and uh, this is a letter that's written by Paul, and although it is called Ephesians, and in most of our translations uh, says it is to Ephesians, it was intended as a letter to circulate throughout the churches. So it's a little bit less personal in nature, and I think that also helps us get our hands around um, these first few chapters where Paul is like packing these giant cosmic picture, all of the good news of the gospel and creation and redemption into these little compact kind of poetry type sentences Mm -hmm. that really can take some time to kind of get your head around the soaring nature. And then the second half of the book, he gets way more practical um, and starts working that out. But so we have gone through the first uh, 14 verses and um, John or Paul is just, uh, I said a flashback to John there. Paul has just, uh, we were in John for what, two years. So Paul has just kind of, kind of packed the whole 
uh, of the gospel into yeah. that first 14 verses. Um, and it is a lot to just wrap your head around. It's the kind of thing that is um, great to read slow and to and to just sort of let it wash over you like you would take in a, like I feel like a great painting or something. And yeah. every time you read it, you pick a different spot to sort of like dwell on because there's so much in there. Um, the other thing that I would note in the first couple of verses, a couple important things. I love that Paul calls them the holy people or the saints, depending on what uh, translation. So he's writing to believers. Um, they were probably mostly Gentile. So they have come into the faith from the outside, but they are not considered outsiders. Uh, they are considered on the same status as the Jewish believers, uh, which is how God sees us, right? There is no, uh, there are sometimes we feel like we belong and feel like we don't belong inside the faith, but God doesn't see it that way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether you grew up in the church or didn't grow up in the church or any of those other things that we as people divide by. God's like, no, no, you are all uh, used to be dead. Now you're alive, part of the body equally. So that's that holy people. And grace and peace are going to come up all throughout this letter that Paul shares. And one cool fact that I don't think we've talked about mm. is that grace was the common uh, Greek greeting and peace is the common Jewish greeting. So when Paul puts those two together, um, it's just another little nod to how he is uniting the body of believers, no matter where they've come from. So I, I kind of love that. Fantastic. And I love that imagery too, of, of staring at a painting mm. and just soaking in. And uh, I love going to the Cleveland Museum of Art. Mm. I think I think it's a fantastic museum and they've got some very historical pieces there too, very famous pieces. And the Renaissance section of that, I can just stand in that for several hours and just That does stand not surprise in, me. Right. And just stand in front of some of those huge, ginormous paintings and just go, how, how did this artist accomplish this? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just incredible. And other part, I'm a big Van Gogh fan too. So sometimes I'll, I'll sit in front of a Van Gogh and just go, Wow. Or yeah. some of their American art in, in that is also just phenomenal and almost yeah. looks like they just snapped a photo, a digital photo. It's unbelievable. And, right. And you just stare at it. And when we read God's word, Kristen, like we need to be less concerned with trying to get through a whole book at a time or so many chapters at a time. It is okay to hang out in a portion like, um, one, you know, Ephesians one, one through what is it? 14 here. 14. You know? Yeah. And right. Just think about it and dwell upon it and stay there even for a few days, reading it over and yeah. over and over and asking yeah. the Holy Spirit to show us the truth and reveal it to us and show us more, show us more. So that's, mm. that's kind of how we feel at pursuit and uh, how we break up these passages we look at is uh, we may have a plan set out, but if any given Sunday the Lord causes our gaze to be stayed upon one part of this, we try to stay there and we try to let the Holy Spirit speak to us accordingly. So our plan is to get through 15 through uh, the end of the chapter and then to start chapter 2 here. Um, but as always, we'll see. I think we'll get there today because we both have already discussed this at our own house churches. But uh this is just, I love that analogy. Sorry, I had to I had to go on a tangent with it. But No, I love it, Brian. And I think often um, 
and maybe it's just me, but um, when I was younger, I tended to read scripture more like you would read a manual. And as I've gotten older, Hmm. I've begun to appreciate and understand that so much of it is poetry and it is meant to be taken in like art, not like one, two, three, four, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and those words, like especially the, you know, this section's like this, like that you could unpack them for the rest of your life and still be finding new depth to them. Yeah. So well yeah. let's read this and then and then we'll uh, talk about it. We are in Ephesians one fifteen again. And Paul says this, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. We'll pause there. What a prayer. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Do you pray like that, Brian? Is that? that... (laughs) No. I mean, occasionally. Sure. Yeah, I do. Uh, of course I do. We, what are you talking about? I'm a pastor. Of course you do. That's sorry. That was a silly and question. And a worship of leader. Of course I yeah, Probably yeah. more because I'm a worship. No, I don't know. Uh, hopefully well, I, with the same passion, but probably right? not quite like this. Right. I just, I just love thinking about that. Um, that this is what Paul prayed for them. Like, as I think about my brothers and sister in the faith, um, (laughs) and this is not to diminish any prayer request ever, because God is interested in every facet of our life. He's not disconnected. But so often I will pray surface things without getting to the heart underneath that Mm -hmm. actually will change everything, no matter what God does with the surface. And so I love that Paul's like, let's get at the things that are at the heart first. Right. And that will change even how you look at the surface Mm -hmm. things. And he's just going after such deep, um, deep things that he wants for them, which that uh, to bless them, which I think is amazing. And I, I love too how he starts this out in this portion of his letter is he's giving thanks for them. Like, you know, he's edifying them and encouraging them Mm -hmm. and saying, I'm getting great encouragement from you and your testimony. That is so like, I, I, it's so refreshing, Christian, when you have a conversation with somebody and maybe you're trying to initiate, hey, how are things going? But then that person just flips it and just like, no, I want to know about you. What's happening? <laughs> like, it's I'm hearing right. this stuff and it's exciting. Tell me more. Like, yeah. I'm, I've been so encouraged to hear about this. Tell me. I want to hear it from you, you know. Um, and this yeah. is kind of what Paul is doing. He's 
He's edifying them. He's lifting them up, like kind of like you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. And then he keeps. Then he says in in seventeen, like I keep asking that God does this stuff that He gives you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know Him better. So there's this great edifying that's happening and this great encouragement. But also, Paul is saying there's so much more awesomeness for you. There's so yeah. much more relationship and knowledge and wisdom. And, and more of God's presence in store for you. So he's also saying, I'm not just thankful for you. I'm praying that God grants you more. And that's that's pretty cool. That's like, I think you could, that should be a part of a course in Leadership 101. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. This is, this is how we yeah. should, this is how you and I as pastors should try to be, Kristen, is, is, is not just you know, always correctionary, but where is God moving? Where are people really following after God and seeing the joy of the Lord come mm. through in these and bringing that out and celebrate? That's what Paul's doing. He's celebrating this with yeah. them, and it's so encouraging. It encourages all of us, and I think it gives glory to God, and it, it builds our faith up, and um, it, that kind of gets at one thing that I really kind of dug into and nerded out on is this word no is so different biblically than what we talk mm. about. We talk about no like a piece of information, you know, it's, it's knowledge, but biblically, that is a lived experience. It is not just knowledge. It would, yes, it would be theological, but it would also be be relational and experiential and communal and it's your emotions and it is the whole uh, embodied life as a believer and what God does for that life. Mm. And so what Paul is asking for them is not just that they learn some theology or they learn rightly what is sin or how to think about God, but that their very lives in the way that you know someone you're close to, you yeah. know them, right? You know what they like and what they don't like. You know what their needs are going to be. You know, like that's the kind of knowing and knowing God's way that Paul is asking for. And that is, like you said, even deeper than what we tend to read this at. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it goes even further. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's fantastic. That's, that's really helpful too, that it's not just the head knowledge. It's that lived experience. Uh, It's that relationship uh, aspect of knowing God. And I think that it really can, through throughout my ministry time and time in ministry, Kristen, like the most excited times for me is when people come alive in this revelation that they do know God or they can hear from God or whatever, you know, that they it just it's absolutely thrilling, stunningly thrilling to see them realize that that's part of the work of the Holy Spirit, the reason why Jesus right. had to go was so the Holy Spirit could come so we could know him down through the ages and have a relationship with him. It's it's doing and then and then he he well, continue- wait, can I get oh, in on yeah, that? Go ahead, go ahead, I just go ahead. had another thought that goes back to our beginning thought. I think the other reason why this is so important is we tend to think of knowledge like as um, we use this this term in um, seminary, brains on sticks, right, where it's all about the head knowledge. But there are things that I have become convinced can only be learned through experience. And there are things that you have experienced to be true that maybe you can't explain yet, both with, you know, uh, 
So that lived experience teaches us things that even maybe we don't understand. Um, and that kind of goes back to this idea of like to take a painting in or a piece of art, you have to like, you have to like let it wash over you and you may not, like you said, understand mm-hmm. how they put it together, but you learn things uh, non-cognitively. <laughs> so that's why that's like so important to think about that whole um that whole full meaning of the word no. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, I love the, he's talking about the eyes of your heart, speaking of non-cognitive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he kind of uh, picks that idea up with the next word that I really nerded out on was hope. Mm. And we talk about hope in the English language, like, I hope the weather will be good next week when we're at Pastor's Conference. Right. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is not biblical hope, right? That is, that's a wish, right? That's a desire. But what biblical hope is, is the kind of hope that does not disappoint us mm. because it is based on God's character that is as sure as I hope that the date changes tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's as sure as the sun coming up in the morning, right? That this is when he says we know the hope. Yeah. That's like a sure um, fact in, in maybe in an English kind of perspective. Like it is completely different than the way we talk about hope. And I I love that so much because I think that a lot of these verses that use that English word, if we don't catch the original meaning, it loses all the punch. Yeah. You know, Paul is yeah. saying, like, I want you to have the security of knowing <laughs> the glorious inheritance in his holy people, the incomparably great power. You can count on that the same way you can count on tomorrow being a new day. Yeah. Like, you can yeah. count on it. Um, and to me, that makes just all of the difference uh, in the world. And and here's the nature of that power. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead. It says in yeah, the next right. verse, like <laughs> right, and and seated him at his right in heavenly realms, far above all rule, power and dominion, every name that is invoked, not only in present age but also in the one to come. Yeah. So like that's that's everything. That's all the power <laughs> there is, and uh, that's who we serve. That's who we love. That's who we worship. That's who we follow. And so when our faith is tested, I pray that we can turn to a passage like this and go, oh, yeah. Yeah. This is power. Like Jesus passed this down to us. He freely gives it to us. And mm. my heart, the eyes of my heart, open the eyes of my heart. Lord, there you <laughs> right? go. It's where it Me came too. from. Yeah. It's where the song <laughs> came from. It's biblical. <laughs> Simple but biblical, everybody. And uh and it's just this 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 amazing thing that that it's not just for the also, I mean, do you see this, Kristen? Do you see it? It's not only in the present age, meaning yeah. the age that Paul is in and these early Christians in, you and I are but in the one to come too. We're a part mm-hmm. of that. And of and mm-hmm. of course there's some, you know, we're talking about eternity probably here too, but we are all drawn into this and god mm-hmm. placed 22 all things under his feet appointed him to be head over everything for the church which is the body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way god has called us to fill everything in every way we we use the term and i think Kristen, you kind of coined this that we are to be jesus everywhere we go to everyone we meet 
That's I'm not sure if I did, but I'll I don't take know. It. I'm, yeah. I'm giving you. That's how I think of it in my head. <laughs> but, I think I you said it. it first, at least, if even if you heard it from somewhere else, you said it first. So therefore, um, <laughs> but we get to be using this. This is about the king that we've talked in recent weeks about the kingdom of God. We get to do that. We get to be a part of that. But we also, because we are the body of Christ and the fullness of Him, we get to fill everything in every way. That's why we have to go to the dark places. We can't just go to the light places, the easy places, like our Sunday gatherings mm-hmm. at, at Pursuit or our other our church buildings we go to or the coffee shops we enjoy or, you know, whatever. We have to go to the dark places, too, because we're called to fill everything and yeah. to share this hope that we have. Mm. And we're called to fill every action. You know, um, like I, I think we were talking about this in our house church about how. Yeah, what do you um, mean by that, every action? Well, because I think we often think, which kind of gets into verse 10 in okay. um, chapter 2, but we tend to think about great, doing great things for God. And instead, he's like, how about you with the Spirit of God? Do the things right before you right now, Mm -hmm. the paperwork, the dishes, you know, the making the phone call to to pay the bills, like the showing up at the job that you may or may not like, like the meeting you have to go to, the interaction you have with your neighbor or your spouse or your child, like, like. He's talking about not just, I mean, I agree with you 100%. It is about going, but it is also about embodying that in every moment, in every day of our life. None, there is no separation between sacred and secular. And that's such a big hurdle for us, I think, as Westerners in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, Like everything I'm doing, I'm trying to do with Jesus as if he assigned it to me because surprise, surprise, like he did, right? So, you know, like (laughs) that, yeah. Ah, And remembering like that he is, he is the encouragement that we had just previously that he is in charge of everything. And mm-hmm. I loved the other thing I really wanted to talk about was I think this is so reversed from our Western thought, where we tend to talk about salvation for the age to come, the eternity that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and not think about it in the present, which is yes. what we were just talking about, yes. right? Yeah. And that is the opposite. Note that it is mm-hmm. the opposite of how Paul is talking about this. Paul is talking about it for now yeah. <laughs> and later. Yeah. But now, like all capitals, yeah. right? <laughs> like, the kingdom and, of uh, God is right now. That's people. Right. One of our jobs as believers, I we we harp on this all the time. But hey, that's our job is <laughs> to remind yeah. people that that the kingdom of God is not just some honesty in the future, but it is right here, right now. People need to right. see how the kingdom of God functions. That's why we say everywhere we go, everyone we meet, they need to see what true mercy looks like, what true grace looks like, what true hope looks like, what true compassion and love and sacrifice look like, um, because that's the way of the kingdom of God. And so we we have to. I get really frustrated, Kristen, with Christians who just are always taught. We talked about this at, at Whitmer, I believe, with Christians. They're just always talking doomsday and, Lord, just take me away. Just take away destroy this earth or i can't wait till i get to glory that's fine let's neither can i you know yeah but let's not just sit in our homes and just come out for church once a week and not tell anybody that there is a better way and show them the kingdom of god not just tell them 
Like we've got to get over this whole way of evangelism. That's just, you're going to go to hell. You know, that's, that should scare. We're trying to scare people into the kingdom. And I think we it's need manipulative. To, it's, and I don't think manipulative is a name for God. I don't think so either. And so if, what we've got to do is love people. We've got to show them the truth of God's word, relate with them, get to know them. And we've got to show them how the kingdom of God works and operates. And as they see that, trust that the Holy Spirit is doing the work in their heart and their life. And if we get the opportunity to talk about God and to show them who God is and to open up the Bible with them and to invite them to church, all those wonderful things, praise the Lord. But let's make sure we as Christians and us as Pursuit Friends Church that we understand the kingdom of God is right here, right now. And that we can usher, we're ushering that in. We, we get to be used to fill everything in every way. And we get to show people this by how we live, not just by what we say, but by how we live. And yeah. that's in a, that's, that can feel overwhelming at times, but it's just day by day, step by step. New interaction yeah. with new interaction. Each time you meet somebody new is another chance, another opportunity. And it doesn't have to be heavy. It doesn't, it's, it should be a joy. It should be an adventure that we live for and even long for. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you want to add before we jump Lots, in? But I think we should go forward because it's exactly, it's exactly where this is going to lead us here. Um, so I'll go ahead and read this then in chapter cool. two. So Paul says, as for you, that's a plural there because he's talking to Gentiles here. You were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of the flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great mercy, great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he may show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, This is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by work so that no one can boast, but we are, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Mm, A lot to unpack there. Yes, it is. (laughs) Such goodness. I want to, I want to start this section by telling you how good this passage of scripture is. And the title here in my NIV is Made Alive in Christ, okay? I happen to love that. I don't like all the titles that I read, (laughs) but I I love that phrase, made alive in Christ. The word alive or live is really exciting to me as a Christian. Um, It's exciting to me as an artist and a musician and a worshiper. Mm -hmm. I love this term, made alive in Christ. Well, there's so much goodness in this passage. I want to I want to relate this, and it might be a stretch, but I think it's cute, and I think it's applicable, okay? Okay. Brody, okay, I'm going to talk about my son Brody to open this up. 
He is turning seven years old, July 7th. Oh, my goodness. I've hesitated way too long there. (laughs) Well, you know, at school, they celebrate birthdays of each class, you know. So what the teacher has done is is they pick a day through the year where they celebrate that student whose birthday might be in the summer. And the birthday kid gets to bring in a special treat to share with the whole class to celebrate. Brody came home with this cool crown that said birthday boy on it or something. And he wore it half the day at home, you know. Of course. Um, Yeah. And the treat of choice for him this time was a big old box of fruit roll-ups to share with all of his classmates. Mm, Now, Kristen... I bet the last time I had a fruit roll up, I was probably 16 years old. I'm now 43. Right. Okay. He had some extra because we bought it at Sam's Club. So, you know, <laughs> okay. Bulk, yeah. bulk, baby. That's, that's what I get something good like that. And I just say that bulk, baby. Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have this for years, you know. Right. And right. So he had some extra. And so I, 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 and opened one up. It is the most amazing thing I've eaten in a long time, Kristen. I don't know if they've done it. I don't know if the formula is different. <laughs> and my wife said, I told my wife that she says, Brian, the formula is sugar. You're right. and, and I'm like, okay, but whatever mixture of flavors and sugars, it's, it's a, the most amazing mixture of all time. I mean, I relished it. I was like, this is so good. And I couldn't, my <laughs> mouth was, I'm like, I can't believe like, what is, what is in this? That's not sugar. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and my, my wife kind of got a little weirded out from me actually. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's, and she said, okay, I'll try. And she said, yeah, it's good, but it's just sugar. Right. And, but this is, this is more than just good. This is really good stuff right here in this passage. And this is a passage of scripture that for me just uh, just really makes me come alive to talk about mm-hmm. it and to express it. And that incredible flavor of that silly fruit roll-up, childish <laughs> fruit roll-up that made me just, you know, go, wow. Yeah. Um, this is the type of amazement and experience we can have as we follow Jesus, but as we read his scripture and as we read about him, in this is I, Kristen, I used to be dead in my mm. sin, but not anymore. Mm. Because of mm. what Jesus did, the ruler of the kingdom or, or the ruler of the universe um, and has overcome the, the, the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Mm. This is the God I serve. And we all, I love that he says, you pointed out very beautifully. I love that, at that pointing that out at the beginning. As for you, this is plural. The word you is plural, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to the original audience, but to you and I too, Kristen, to anyone listening right. to this, yeah. we were dead, but Jesus, but, mm-hmm. uh, and we all needed saved. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, following the desires in its thoughts, but we deserved wrath, but because of God and his great love for us, holy cow, that's good news. That's like, that's like way better than that silly fruit roll up. I just guess. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, bring you down at all because I totally want to go with you. But I would love to take just a moment. Just go, a moment. Do, do whatever you want to do. It's fine. Thank you. You know, I'm going to anyway. So, mm-hmm. But you can edit me out later. So you still get the last word. But I don't um, ever do that. I just want yeah. it known publicly. I don't think I've ever <laughs> edited out. Anything Kristen all has said on our podcast. Maybe you should that. have. You maybe should have, <laughs> but that would take extra time. So anyway, no, I just want to, you know, I feel like this first three verses, um, both inside and outside of the body, we do not understand really what he's getting at. And mm. I just want to take a moment to break that down just a little bit to make it more accessible to all of us. You know, what he's talking about is the way here's, here's a a story. And I may have shared this before and I hope that it still lands, but um, a friend of mine adopted a little girl from an orphanage in China. And when they met the little girl for the first time, they were in a big room that had a bunch of toys. And as they watched their future daughter play, when she was done with a toy that she didn't want to sit with, she wanted to play with, and she wanted another one, she would sit on the previous toy. Because in her past, there was no extra. There was no one looking out for you. There was no justice. The only way you could take care of yourself is to be selfish. Hmm. Is to go after what you, you know, was to take care of yourself in whatever way you needed to, right? She had, that was a self-protective that is the way of the world, right? Mm-hmm. The way of the world is is having to secure yourself. And you do things that all of us would freely say were not great. I shouldn't, we, I mean, I don't think anybody in the world would argue with that, right? I shouldn't have said that. I was insecure. I was angry. I was worried. I was nervous. I took something I shouldn't have. I, I numbed myself in a way that's not healthy, but I didn't know another way. I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the security. I didn't have the life. So that's what he's talking about. When we talk about the way of the world, I don't want people, we so often go the wrong way with that, and we all miss the theology. This is not about any of the things we make it about. It is about the fact that on our own, we are orphans that do not have the life needed Mm -hmm. to go the way of good. Mm-hmm. And we all experience it. And then we come alive, right? And then we're in process of unlearning all of those habits and all of the way our culture, who is not alive, tells us we need to live. Now be God brings us alive and we're part of the family. But now we are in process, right, of unlearning those past ways that I don't need to sit on my toy <laughs> and learning the new ways, right? That God is a good father who will protect me and and give me strength and allow me to bless other people with my toys and, you know, all right, of those right. things, right? Yeah. But I just think, I, I just, I just wanted to, to touch on that because I think we, we, what we think about this is so important because it changes how we grow. It changes how we go from where we were. Mm. It changes how we understand what we're offered in God. It is a dead thing. Can't bring itself back to life. Right. So, and you know, so, and I think, you know, when we look at our um, non godly behavior before God, we did not have the power 
right? To be different. But then he he imbibes us with new life and new understanding and a new security and a new family and we are transformed. And um, it takes time, but yet it is a sure, a sure thing, just like the hope we talked about before, right? Because it is anchored in that same trajectory that we see in Jesus who lived, dies, rise again, and then sits with God in the way things should be. And that is the yeah. same path that we take by his power, not by our own. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll yeah. step off my soapbox and now. But <laughs> it's, and it says it's by grace you have been yes, saved. Right. And I think so often we judge ourselves way too highly. And we act, we, we, we almost get to the point or maybe sometimes do get to the point, like we have done something marvelous that has earned us righteousness, that has earned us the favor of God. And there can, that, that can be hugely troublesome for our yeah. growth in Jesus. And that's why I wanted to talk about this world stuff, Brian, because that is old death thinking that we still have to undo, right? The way of the world is you get what you earn or what you can take or what you can. The way of the kingdom is grace and abundance and yeah. acceptance and unearned favor. And so we, I'm with you. Like I have to unlearn that all the time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, totally. you know, that, that when, and, and it kind of cuts in both directions, right? It cuts in the, I'm not nearly good enough direction and mm-hmm. it cuts in I'm trying to make too much of the good I did manage right. to do direction when all of that economy is an economy that we no longer as children of God live under yeah yeah that's so good that that makes me just want to stand in front of the painting you know <laughs> right right grab another fruit roll up <laughs> and stand in front of the painting for me, the rediscovered childhood pleasure when my kids were little was grilled cheese. Really? At some point, Interesting. At some point, I quit eating grilled cheese. And then when you're with your kids and that's one of the two things on the kids menu, and then they don't eat it because they never eat all of it. And you taste it, you're like, that is delicious. Right. Why did I stop eating grilled cheese? And why aren't you eating this? <laughs> no, no, that's yeah. a good thing. Okay, okay. Because then you get it, you know, okay. like. <laughs> yeah. It is. That is one of the joys of fatherhood for me is eating the kids stuff they don't want to eat mm. from restaurants I love. So, um, mm. but I digress. Uh, and you, you, yeah, if you don't know, just to pick our thread up. I'm sorry, I'm getting <laughs> okay, really go excited, okay. Brian. Yeah, um, but it's this is so powerful for them. Uh, right. And for us, because what he is saying, you got to remember these Gentiles were outsiders mm-hmm. in the faith. Yeah. They did not have the pedigree. They did yeah. not have the training. They mm-hmm. didn't have the Torah. They, they didn't have all of the trappings of yep. good faithful people and they have come in and they are still wondering, is this a place for me? Am I welcome here? Am I, mm-hmm. what's my standing? And, what part of what Paul is saying to them and to us, you're all saved by grace. Y'all look the same to Jesus, no matter where your background came from, no matter what you did in your dead yep. past, no matter what you do now. And that is like you keep pointing out, Brian, that's for us too. No matter where we come from, no matter what things we think we bring to the table or what lack we think we bring yeah, to the table. Yeah. And God's eyes, he's like, you're all my kids. Mm-hmm. You're all one body. 
And you're all here by the same means. Right, right. Yeah. And and in verse 6, he raised us up with Christ, yeah. seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Yeah. This is belovedness, Kristen. This is, yeah. this is, we can't earn this or achieve this on our own. This is a gift from God. This is God's overwhelming, ridiculous, reckless love for us. In order that in the coming ages, but listen, in the coming, I'm not telling Kristen to listen. I'm asking you oh, that's as a okay. listener to listen. That's good. Is, <laughs> is that I would never do that. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Yeah. There's glory that God is claiming for himself as a result of this and that we get to express as well that we get to share how much love he has for us that that we are seated with Christ in heavenly realms and and uh, for it is by grace you have been saved this is man this is good news through faith and this is not from yourself so Brian quit trying so hard Brian quit acting like you have to be perfect acting like you've mm-hmm. got to have all the answers when you mess up, learn and grow. Don't, but don't stay in shame. Don't, you know, right. stay down in the muck of that. Lift yourself up. Ask God to lift you up and mm-hmm. forgive yourself and move forward unashamedly, believing that God forgives you, believing that his mercies are new every day, believing mm-hmm. that you, even in spite of our imperfection, we are seated in heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. And I, I I just love that so much, Brian, because if it's not dependent on me, then I can't also mess it up. What? Right? Like, unpack I, that. Like, you know, I think I well, know what you're saying, but unpack that yeah, for the other so, people. So, so let me uh, let me give a very inadequate um, um, illustration. Right? I depend on my refrigerator. When oh, yeah. I handle my refrigerator well, I like it organized <laughs> and it's clean and, you know, like I do all those things. That's great. But even if I throw things in there all mixed up in the grocery bags they came in, it still works because its ability do to chill is not, not very often. Okay. Not very often. It has okay. happened. Okay, okay. It has happened. No it has judgment totally here. happened. No judgment here. It's yeah. all it's all have you, ever, you have probably not seen my I did a little thing once on my refrigerator. I'll have to show that to you okay. someday. Where I bared my awful refrigerator at that oh, point. Um, I remember that. Okay. The yeah. feeling fridge. Anyway, um <laughs> but the refrigerator cools is its ability to do that is com- is beyond my impact. I have no impact mm-hmm. on that, right? Mm-hmm. When God has given us own uh, um, life in the family completely on his terms. He initiates it. He enables it. He pays the price by Jesus. So it doesn't matter whether I'm a good or a bad believer. I have been accepted by his work into the family. And that is so much comfort. It is not a conditional love that we receive from God. Right. right? Yeah. It is not. He he is not not trying to like we talked about earlier manipulate us into doing something, or you know, or judging me on mm-hmm. it. There are natural consequences. Uh, this is a great quote <laughs> from my son earlier today. He said, he said people don't understand it. If you stab someone, they're stabbed. That's not God like stabbing an extra person to get you back for the thing you did. That's a natural consequence. <laughs> <laughs> 
If they're stabbed, they're stabbed. Right. You did it. Like it's not it's not a penalty. It's just that's how things work. Right. Like. And so, you know, that's kind of what he's saying, though. Like it it is not because God is after us that we deserve wrath. Wrath is the outcome of that life outside of God. And God, by his power, brings us into new life in which we get an inheritance based on him, not based on us. Does that mean that we'd like to be more and more like him? Of course, because we love him and we see that he's good. And we see that the consequences of non-godly behavior bring Mm -hmm. wrath, right? Mm -hmm. But that is not like... That is the that is the thing we're saved out of. That is not some manipulation that God does. So good. That is so why good. he needed to save us, right? That is why my friend went to China to bring that girl because she was living in squalor mm-hmm. without a family. I am sure there are days when she was not a model member of the new family, but that did <laughs> not change her status as oh, a member of that good. family. Yeah, that's good. And it's a free gift. It is the gift of God, not by works. Here's here's part of the reason why. So that no one can boast. Oh, Kristen, if it was all by works, I'd be at a boast a little bit of the time, right? <laughs> like like I, I mean I mean, come on. Yeah. This is so that God gets all the glory. This is so that we on we have some chance of comprehending how great his love is for us is that we, it's indescribable. Mm. And, and this is coming into the faith and knowledge of Jesus Christ is not, you got to know all the rules and you got to, you know, um, all of those rules that exist in any church today is a tradition of men that was designed by religious people to keep you in line. And to make sure, because surely, surely it's not really a gift. Surely we have to work for it. Surely that's how we achieve holiness and righteousness. But no, <laughs> it's very that's clear. That's the kingdom of the world. That's very, the kingdom we've been saved yes, from. Right. Very yep. clear. And then it's it's not by works so that no one can boast, but because we have been because God first loved us and this is a free gift and there's transformation that happens when we experience true grace and love and acceptance in our lives that that we were created by God we're his handiwork but we get to do good works not to earn God's love but because right. of God's love it's totally different it's totally different when it's because of God's love as opposed to trying to earn. And then even more like this just psychs or psychs me out. No, that's not the right. I get psychs you up. I get psyched up when yeah. I read <laughs> which God prepared in advance for us yeah. to do before we were ever pushed through our mama's canal. <laughs> I don't know. We God gave us good things to do, you know? Right? Because he knows they're good for us. Because he loves us. And who doesn't want to be like, you know, uh, you, oh, I know you've told stories about this, about Brody wanting to be like you, Brian. Right. You know, because he's, he's still at that beautiful age where they boy. think. But <laughs> if, if you want to be like your yeah. father yeah. Mm-hmm. who is good. Mm-hmm. And, and so he's like, of course you want to be like me. You bear my image. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give you good things to do that 
reflect my image. And that's how we, it's not because we are better or because we're right. trying hard to show God's glory. No, it is by living out the very way of his character that mm-hmm. we show his glory, right? Yeah. And and that includes being redeemed. <laughs> that includes forgiveness. Amen. That mm-hmm. includes messing up and still having security that you are still one of the holy people, the saints of God, mm-hmm. even in the midst of being in process. That bears witness to that good character of the Lord. And then there are times when we actually get to do something that we, you know, feel like, okay, that actually was, you know, a fairly good thing. So right. <laughs> that happens yeah. too, yeah. right? Go ahead. I'm just sorry. I I gets back to what you said earlier too that we're called into a present. We have a present Mm. uh, calling. Like we trade the world of selfishness and self-protection and of insecurity for a secure future and work that matters Mm. and the ability to imbibe everything with this kind of knowledge and hope that the kingdom of God is coming and being restored. Um, and that God uses us that way. Yeah. Amen. And amen. I can't think of a better way to close out our time together, Kristen. This is just good. This is good news. I hope yeah. you've heard this. I hope that this has sunk in. I hope you've stared before the painting, stood before the painting and stared into it for a while today, or that you're going to do mm-hmm. that after uh, this podcast mm-hmm. episode ends, that you're going to soak this in and meditate on it, think about it, dream about it. And really start to believe this. This is the gospel. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. This is what he's done for us. And it's why we need to live this way everywhere we go to everyone we meet. It's that good. Thank you for joining us. We'd love to see you show up at Pursuit Friends, either at Whitmer House at 10 a.m. on Sundays or 6 p.m. at Deborah House on Sundays. And we'd love for you to financially support the work of Pursuit Friends Church by going to PursuitFriends.org slash give and give to the work that God is doing in our house churches and in the communities that we live in, serve in, and the other ministries that we partner in as, with as well. Um, and so just for Kristen, I want to say we love you guys. We appreciate you so much. See you next time.